The following reading was done a long time ago before I had the recording equipment and resources I do now, so I apologise for its lower quality, but I still think you all will enjoy it. Chapter 1. The Road to Ponyville Part 1. Today's the day, today's the day. Today is the day. Twilight Sparkle automatically corrected her apprentice as she dragged herself away from the wonderful realm of sleep. The excitable filly was bouncing up and down at the foot of her bed like some sort of maniacal spring-loaded automation. Applebloom's smile didn't fade in the least at her master's tone. Today's the day. Twilight released an especially spectacular groan as she noted the sun had barely began to rise outside. You just had to be a morning pony, didn't you? I bet Celestia knew it too. Shucks, master. It ain't that early. Bloom's ears suddenly splayed. Sorry, it isn't that early. Twilight's dour countenance brightened slightly at her apprentice's self-correction. It's alright. I know you're excited. When we get to Ponyville, we'll set up some rules about when it is and isn't appropriate to be waking me up. The mare rose and shook out her coat, stepping out of bed with a faint grunt. How's the packing going? Her apprentice brightened at the question. All set. I'm ready to, to go. Applebloom looked around the room in confusion. Aren't you bringing anything? Running a hoof through her mane and loose another incredibly yawn, Twilight nodded slowly. I am. I suppose I should do my packing own packing, hmm. The airship is supposed to arrive within the hour. Apple Bloom was ready and willing to help her new master pack up her room. It had only been three days since her apprenticeship began, but already she'd learned more about magic under Twilight Sparkle's personal guidance than she had in the last few years from her old professors. While Twilight might have a similar tone when she delivered a lecture, her passion for magic shone through in her words and it was a very infectious passion. The small filly tilted her head curiously as Twilight levitated a single small canvas bag to the centre of the room. Flipping the flap open, her horn glowed brightly as the magenta aura wrapped around dozens of the books lining her shelves. The thick tomes drifting through the air and into the bag, a bag that appeared to only be large enough to hold two, perhaps three of the large books. Apple Bloom approached the seemingly ordinary bag wide-eyed, poking her nose over the edge. Wow! It goes on forever! Not forever, but near enough to suit my purposes. It's a bag of holding. It can hold about 2,500 pounds of materials before it's full. Apple Bloom's eyes widened further. Don't that make it heavy to carry? Doesn't. And to carry. And no, it's magic. It never weighs more, no matter how full it is. Twilight meticulously cleared her bookshelves, then moved onto her work tables. Her ingredients, components, and various items in the midst of being crafted joined the books in her bag. Why don't you get some breakfast and say goodbye to your little friend? She hasn't left yet, has she? Applebloom shook her head. Not yet, ma'am. I was sort of hoping to... The f she filly swallowed hard as Twilight's ears swiveled toward her. Applebloom shook her head. Not yet, ma'am. I was sort of hoping to... She f 
swallowed hard as Twilight's ears swivelled toward her even while the mare's back was to her. Bloom had spent enough time around her the last three days to know when she had that disapproving look on her face. I was sort of hoping to see if Dinky could come with us. She's going to, t to the same place after all. And who's going to pay for her passage, Apple Bloom? This brought the filly up short as she faltered a bit at the question. Uh, well, well, you give me an allowance, right? So I will. Twilight turned to face her apprentice, packing on hold for the moment. I give you five bits a week. Passage is 250. You're going to go a very long time without any pocket money. Bloom shrugged, an easy smile on her face. Shucks, that's all right. Spending a little time with my friend is more important than some money. She's never been on an airship before either. Turning back to her packing, Twilight's tail twitched once as she resumed her work. Fine, but if she's not ready to go when we are, she's staying behind. The mare grunted as Apple Bloom grabbed her haunches in a hug. Thanks, Master. I'll go tell her right now. She's going to be so excited. Twilight Sparkle couldn't help but crack a small file, smile at the filly's exuberance as Apple Bloom galloped from the room at full speed. Shaking her head with a soft sigh, she went back to her packing, eyeing the door to ensure her apprentice was well on her way down the stairs. She flipped the covers away from her bed and gently levitated a small wooden box from beneath the mattress. Almost reverently, she ran a hoof over the lid of the box, still holding on to those little mementos. Twilight stiffened and rapidly shoved the box in her bag, whirling to the voice. Master, what are you doing in here? Celestia smiled teasingly as she let herself into her former apprentice's room. Just Celestia is fine now, Twilight. You're not my apprentice anymore. Once again, Twilight composed her face into the featureless mask she nearly always wore. How could I forget? The larger mare's smile dimmed a little. You're not too angry with me, are you? Celestia winced as the fur along Twilight's neck and back stood on end. Oh no, of course I'm not angry. What in the world would I have to be angry about? She punctuated the last word by violently cramming a few robes into her bag. You ended my apprenticeship years before necessary. You forced some poor filly on me, knowing full well how I feel about foals in general. And then to top it all off, as if that weren't enough, you send me away. A week's travel away. The archmage stood her ground as the young mare whirled on her, tears forming in her eyes. What did I do? I've behaved. I've done everything you and the others asked of me. I even wear this. She lifted her hoof to the black leather choker around her neck. It was of fine craftsmanship and laid with dozens of glittering gemstones. I never take it off. Never. It is... Is it about the other students? I'll try harder. I will. By the time she'd finished the tears, by the time she finished, the tears had actually begun to flow. Celestia stepped closer and swept her majestic wings around her gently, around the gently sobbing mare. Oh, Twilight, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm not upset with you, nor could I ever be. No pony means more to me than you do. Sniffling loudly, Twilight ran a hoof across her nose. Then I don't understand. Why are you making me go? This is my home. Wearing a smile that spoke of infinite patience, 
Celestia gently dried Twilight's tears. It's time for you to stand on your own, Twilight, and not use me as an excuse to hold yourself back. You're old enough to strike out on your own, and I think Ponyville will be good for you. It's a very lovely town, very secluded. They hear very, very little about what goes on outside their town. Twilight's eyes widened at the implication. Even... Yes, Twilight, no pony knows who you are, and I dare say they never will unless you choose to tell them. The sisters from the temple know, of course, but they're good and virtuous mares who will keep the information to themselves. This is your chance, Twilight, to have a fresh start, to find your place in the world. That's all I've ever wanted, for you to be happy. Twilight was slowly regaining her composure. Why the filly, Master? You know I'd be a terrible caretaker. Looking away from Twilight now, Celestia began to levitate the various alchemical equipment into her ex-apprentice's bag. I think you sell yourself short. Every pony said I'd be a terrible caretaker for a certain unicorn filly I brought home ten years ago. I think I did a pretty good job. Twilight chuckled softly. You tried to get me to eat cake for every meal, Master. You're a terrible parent. Closing the clasp around the bag, Celestia settled it over Twilight's flanks. Maybe I was, but I did my best. All things considered, I think you came out all right. Celestia cupped the young mare's chin, tilting her head up. Just give it a chance, Twilight. A real chance, mind you. Meet your neighbours, interact with the townsfolk. If you really do hate it after a few months, you can come back to the academy. I'll add a wing to my tower just for you, all right? Twilight Sparkle inhaled deeply, closing her eyes as she took a moment to just bask in Celestia's presence. While she didn't hold the Archmage in deep reverence, in the deep reverence many ponies did, this was the mare who raised her for most of her life. That won't be necessary. I'll do fine in Ponyville. Once we're settled in, maybe you can visit for tea. Celestia's smile was warm. I'd like that very much, Twilight. The smaller mare blinked in surprise as tears welled up in Celestia's eyes. Oh, my little filly's all grown up. The archmage snatched Twilight off her hooves and scooped her into a crushing hug. Sighing softly, Twilight returned the embrace, then stiffened as Apple Bloom reappeared, taking in the sight with disbelieving eyes. Not one word, Apple Bloom. The filly only giggled softly and slipped back downstairs to wait with her friend. I can't do this. I'm not doing this. You're crazy. She's crazy. Rainbow Dash. The Pegasus dashed about her quarters in the temple in a panic. Reverend Mother Morning Glory watching patiently. Mum, I just can't be in charge of a whole temple. I thought you were joking. Morning Glory took a deep breath. She wasn't sure who was more difficult to deal with, Celestia or her adopted daughter. Rainbow Dash, it's just you, Flitter and Cloud Chaser, and then this paladin the Order has sent to be your security. It's not like you'll, you have a dozens of clerics to oversee. Right, but I'm in charge, that means I have to do the sermons and, and take confessions and stuff, right? Dash planted her backside on the floor, sucking in great length lungfuls of air. Settling flank to flank with the mare, Morning Glory slowly ran a hoof down her back, the contact almost instantly calming the stressed-out Pegasus. Yes, Rainbow Dash, you're in charge of tending to your soon-to-be herd. 
I know you'll do wonderfully. Rainbow Dash groaned miserably and sank to the floor. I can't even cast any spells. A good priestess doesn't need spell casting, she just needs faith, eloquence, charisma. You know the tenets of harmony better than any pony in this temple, and you certainly try to live by all of them harder than they do. The Reverend Mother gently lifted Dash back to her hooves. Trust in yourself, trust in your friends, find what gives you strength, and the spells will come in time. Darting her eyes toward the door, and finding no pony lingering outside, Rainbow Dash gave her mother a quick nuzzle. Thanks, Mum. You always did know what to say. Guess I better finish packing. Her mother smiled. Probably a good idea, Dashie. Rainbow Dash resumed the work of packing her meagre belongings into a large canvas duffel bag. I met her, you know, the other day. Of course, Morning Glory knew. She'd received in detail what transpired between Rainbow Dash and Celestia the evening after their encounter. Oh? Yeah, she's not what I expected. Dash stuffed a few spare robes into the bag haphazardly, drawing a wince from her mother. I mean, yeah, she's wise and gentle and kind and all, but she seemed normal. Hmm? Morning Glory took the bag and dumped it out and then began gently folding the robes within. I don't think there's any such thing as a normal pony. We're all extraordinary in our own way, from Lady Celestia to the littlest foal. There's always something that makes us special. Even me? Now the older maid rolled her eyes. A free pony barbarian who refused to kill an in innocent creature and was exiled from her tribe, only to be found by the head of Lady Celestia's faith and raised as a princess? who, while she may have a few bumps in the road, has turned out to be a kind, gentle, caring mare who wants nothing more than to spread light, love and harmony to a fellow pony? Nope, nothing exceptional about that. Rainbow Dash huffed. I'm not all of that. You are, Dashy. You're all that and more. And one day you'll see it too. Morning Glory got Dash's room ready and bag packed in record time, slinging it over her daughter's shoulder. You'll do brilliantly in Ponyville. I just know it. Dash fidgeted with the strap on her bag. Did you have to send Cloud Chaser too? It was her idea. When Flitter was the only one to volunteer to go with you and start this new temple, Cloud Chaser was quite insistent on going as well. I'd think you'd be happy for all the hooves you could get. A sour expression flashed across the younger mare's face as she looked down into the courtyard. Flitter and Cloud Chaser were already down there with bags of their own, the latter looking pretty imposing in her heavy plate armour, I guess. You two are a lot alike, Rainbow Dash, both prone to getting angry too quickly and acting far too rashly. You can't behave like a foal anymore. The good of ponies of Ponyville will be looking to you to set an example. Gloria's voice was patient but stern at this point. Rainbow Dash nodded slowly. Yeah, I guess they will, huh? Her ear twitched as the temple's bell began to toll. I guess I should get going, Mum. She turned to her mother, shuffling awkwardly on her hooves. As ever, the Reverend Mother stepped in first and enfolded her daughter in a warm embrace. Be good. Not just for yourself, but for your herd and friends too. Lead them all the way to the light, my little rainbow. 
Blushing furiously, Dash backed up a step. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're all pretty in the light already. I'll write when I get there. With a running jump, she bounded out the window, wings spread wide as she drifted down towards her fellow priestesses. Morning Glory sighed, watching her daughter land near the other two, but just far away enough to keep a safe distance. A small smile formed on her face as Flitter boldly strode right up to Rainbow Dash and gave her a friendly nuzzle in greeting. Shaking her head in amusement, she looked towards Celestia's tower. You always seem to know what you're doing, don't you, Tia? Rainbow Dash settled in the grass outside the academy, scanning the skies expectantly. Flitter was sitting right next to her on her right, while a quietly glowering cloud chaser stood a short ways behind the pair. This is my first time in an airship. It's so exciting. Aren't you girls excited? Flitter gushed for perhaps the third time. Rainbow Dash cracked a smile and nodded. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we fly all the time, so it's not the same for us as it is an earth pony or something, right? The cheery mare tilted her head and she considered this. I suppose that's true, but now we get to fly without our wings. At the very least, it'll be a new experience. Dash hmmed non-committally and resumed her silent vigil. Cloud Chaser took the opportunity to speak up for the first time since they set out from the temple. Isn't some pony else supposed to be joining us? One of the academy students, right? Flitter shrugged and looked to Rainbow Dash, who frowned at being forced into conversing with the mare she'd savagely beaten three days ago. Yeah, uh, Mum, the Reverend Mother said Lady Twilight Sparkle and her apprentice. Both priestesses went rigid with shock. Twilight Sparkle? Starfall Twilight? Dash frowned at Flitter. There's only one Twilight Sparkle so far as I know, and I don't think she'd appreciate that nickname. She's Lady Celestia's personal apprentice. Show some respect. Flitter's ears splayed at the well-deserved chastisement. Cloud Chaser moved closer to the group. She's her apprentice, sure, but come on. Even you can't be comfortable riding on an airship with her, Rainbow Dash. Now Rainbow Dash fully turned to face Cloud Chaser. Why? She hasn't dropped any stars on the Academy in the ten years I've been there. I'm pretty sure she's not going to start now just because she's leaving school. Plus she has her own apprentice with her, and Lady Celestia wouldn't send her out of the Academy if she wasn't sure it was safe. You're not doubting Lady Celestia, are you? For the second time in the past five minutes, Dash's fellow priestesses looked surprised. What? Well, no, of course not. You're right, Rainbow Dash. We're, uh, not being fair to Lady Twilight. Dash raised an eyebrow. Is that a question or an apology? Flitter smiled silently and shrugged. Both? Rainbow Dash chuckled. Well, I'm not the one you need to apologise to. She is. Her fellow Pegasi turned to the Academy entrance. Making their way towards them was the mare in question, wearing her well-worn silvery robes, though now the collar was trimmed in midnight blue, indicating her status as a full mage. Bouncing around her in a ball of frenzied energy was a yellow-coated earth pony filly, wearing the pale pink robes of an apprentice. Bringing up the rear was a unicorn in a simple vest and skirt. Cloud Chaser frowned. I thought it was just her and her apprentice. Flitter shrugged. Maybe she has two. 
Hmm. Raymond Ash studied the little group as they approached. Twilight looked as dour as ever, but the young cleric thought she detected a spark of something more in the lavender mare's eyes. Amusement, maybe? If she didn't know better, she'd swear Twilight Sparkle was in danger of smiling at the yellow filly's antics. Throwing caution to the wind, she started towards the majors, much to the surprise and mild alarm of the other two pegasi. Hi there! Twilight blinked in surprise at the sudden approach of the cleric. Eyes darting back and forth, rapidly she shrank back a step. Uh, hello? Taking the initiative, the cleric in question smiled toothily. Name's Rainbow Dash. This is Flitter and Cloud Chaser. I guess we're all making, taking the same ship to Ponyville. Twilight's eyes went to the two obviously less comfortable mares, then returned to Rainbow Dash. Yes, that's right. Dash's smile faltered a bit. She wasn't sure what she expected, just coming right up and introducing herself like she had. She'd always thought about talking to Twilight Sparkle in the past. After all, every pony tended to avoid them like they were a pair of ra rabid parasprites. But now that she was actually in the Major's presence, she couldn't help but feel a little uneasy. Unbidden, her mind flashed back to the story she'd heard. Well, we'll just uh, be over there if you want to chat. Twilight Sparkle didn't respond. She just watched the mare slink back to her companions. Master, you could have at least tried being nicer. Twilight turned to fix Apple Bloom with a hard stare. The filly gulped. You could have tried being nicer is all I'm saying. She was just being friendly. Twilight looked back toward Celestia's tower, then to the trio of priestesses. Groaning tremendously, she straightened her back and trotted over, at first confidently, then with more hesitation as the three mares' conversation stopped and settled into the uncomfortable silence every pony did when she was around. Hello. I'm sorry for my rudeness a moment ago. It's very nice to meet you, Rainbow Dash. I'm Twilight Sparkle, and I'm sure you, you all know this is my apprentice Apple Bloom. The bow-bedecked filly waved cheerfully. Howdy! And her friend Dinky-Doo. Now the second filly waved timidly. Hello, ma'ams. The three clerics shared a look of surprise. Dinky-Doo? Is she related to Ditsy-Doo? Dinky's mood brightened instantly. That's my mama! Twilight didn't miss the look that passed between the priestesses. Apparently they knew Dinky's mother. Is that a problem? The cleric with the bow in her mane waved a hoof rapidly. No, 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 of course not. We are, that is, Ditsy is famous. Yes, she is famous among the order. Twilight got the distinct impression that Ditsy Doo was famous among her fellow priestesses in the same way that she was famous amongst the students of the academy. I see. An uncomfortable silence descended upon the adults as the foals chatted away happily. Finally, Rainbow Dash cleared her throat. So why are you headed to Ponyville? Grateful to the Pegasus for breaking the tension, Twilight focused on her. My master graduated me and found me a position in town. Apparently it's quiet, secluded, and she assures me that no pony has heard of me, save the three of you. I suspect it goes without saying, but if rumours about me should start circulating, I will be less than pleased. 
The quieter of the mares gulped visibly. Only Rainbow Dash looked unconcerned. No need to worry there. We're going to start up a temple, not a rumour mill, right girls? Rapidly, a bit too rapidly for Twilight's taste, the duo nodded. I appreciate it. I'd like to at least be ostracised for events that are my own fault rather than rumour and happenstance. I'm sure it won't take me long. Still, this is an important opportunity for me. I hope you understand. A hint of sympathy welled up in the cleric's eyes at the eagerness in Twilight's voice. A hint of sympathy welled up in the cleric's eyes at the earnestness in Twilight's voice. Rainbow Dash she smiled, shrank, but held its warmth. Hey, no worries. I'm right there with you, alright? It's a new start for both of us. Twilight Sparkle searched the mare's face for any signs of deceit or duplicity. Duplicity. Finding none, she nodded once, a simple gesture but one of respect. Thank you, Miss Rainbow Dash, was it? The mare in question beamed. That's me. With a nod for the other two as well, Twilight returned to her apprentice's side, settling down comfortably to await their ride. Flitter didn't speak until the mage was out of earshot. She's different than I expected. Flitter nodded. She is. She seems so, I don't know, sad. Rainbow Dash just shook her head. She's lonely. Cloud Chaser eyed Rainbow Dash curiously. How can you be so sure? Dash just sighed and settled in the grass herself. I know. Now, Jackie, you're being just a wee bit unreasonable. Brayburn hastily ducked as one of the tables that was normally bolted to the floor was ripped from its moorings and flung at him at high speeds. I'm reasonable. Your face ain't reasonable. You all know how I feel about Apple Bloom. Apple Fritter and Crossfire watched in amusement as Brayburn tried futilely to calm his furious cousin. Now, Jackie, I've had just about enough of this nonsense. If you all are that worked up about it, then lock yourself in your room the whole trip. But that was Miss Sunny Skies is paying us a whole mountain of bits, so we're taking the job. It ain't like Little Bloom's joining the crew. She'll be here for the trip to, to Ponyville. No means no, Brayburn. If she's getting on, I'm getting off. Brayburn stormed into the kitchen, getting nose to nose with his much larger cousin. You ain't getting off nowhere that I don't, okay? Your fancy paladins put you in my custody, so it's sit in your room like a foal or sit in a cell like a fool. Which is it going to be, Jackie? Both Apple family cousins' blazing green eyes bored holes into the other as they glared one another down. To both Cross and Fritter's amazement, it was the mare who relented, but not by much. But her posture did relax. Bray, come on, you know why I can't see her. Brayburn sighed. Jackie, I can't rightly say I agree with you not telling her what happened, but that's between you and her and your granny. The trip ain't that long. Either avoid her or come up with something if she asks about it. Applejack raised an eyebrow. Come up with something? Me? The stallion wore a thoughtful frown. Good point. You could always tell her the truth, Jackie. She's going to find out sooner or later. Applejack's eyes widened in horror. I can't. I can't tell her, Bray. And don't ye any of ye think of telling her one single word or I swear I'll f send you flying over the side of this tub. 
Apple, Fritter and Crossfire, both skilled warriors in their own right, hastily dashed off tail tucked firmly beneath their legs. Brayburn wore a disproving frown. Applejack, this ain't like you. I know it's been hard, but we're talking about family. You know, she ain't gonna be mad. The burly mare shook her head. It ain't her being mad that's the problem, Bray. It's what she's gonna think of me when she learns what happened. Brayburn heaved a sigh. I surely don't know, Applejack. I wish I had answers for you, I do. But lying to your little sister ain't doing you or her any good. It's killing you inside, Jackie. No matter what you've done, you ain't a liar. And you're never going to be one. You gotta come clean, Jackie. Applejack sighed miserably. She's supposed to be at that school for another ten years. Why is she even going back to Ponyville? Brayburn shrugged. Dunno exactly. Maybe because uh, the new master hers. Miss Sunny said we'd be picking up a wizard and her apprentice. Reckon Bloom's the apprentice in this scenario. Applejack snorted. So this is all her fault. That's some mighty impressive logic you got there, cuz. Don't you be causing any trouble with this here mare, you hear me? She's a very, very valuable customer. And this sunny sky seems she has bits to burn. We stay on her good side and this could be a long, profitable relationship. Applejack's hackles were rising again. But her cousin slammed a hoof down. I mean it, Applejack. Frankly, we need this. We're barely scraping by. Flim and Flam are keeping the old girl together, but eventually they're going to run out of spit and polish and we'll need real repairs. And the dock don't work cheap. His cousin deflated all that. His wife's on the crew. Brayburn grunted and nodded. I know and believe me, they fought about it something fierce when we have to go tell him hat and hoof. We still owe him from last time, you know. The stallion could see his cousin's fierce internal conflict. At length she nodded slowly. Fine, I'll be nice, but you owe me. Tell you what, you managed to play nice the whole way, and I'll treat you at the next tavern. A dangerous glint flared to life in Applejack's eye. You sure? Bray removed his hat, holding it to his chest. On my honour as an apple. Smirking now, Applejack spit in her hoof, offering it out. Her cousin didn't hesitate to return the gesture. Reckon you're going to be sorry for that. Brayburn swept his hat back atop his head, smiling now at his as his cousin trotted off in high spirits. Not that sorry, cuz. Not that sorry. Feeling his own spirits lifting at defusing the dangerous situation, he eyed the destroyed table with a sour look. Applejack, you get back here and fix this table. If his cousin heard him, she gave no indicator. I see it, I see it, there it is. Even the south-faced twilight sparkle smiled a little at the filly's exuberance. The little ponies were bouncing up and down, staring in rapt attention at the incoming vessel. Twilight had to admit, it was an impressive craft. It looked large enough to easily house 30 ponies or more. Held aloft by an alchemically hardened balloon, it was painted rather fancifully with the seven colours of the rainbow going from the tip to the end of the balloon. The lower half that actually housed the crew looked rather similar to an ordinary ship you'd see in the sea, made of a dark wood. Here and there small windows could be seen.
The craft descended slowly before landing fully on the ground, a hatch open revealing a smiling earth pony stallion. His yellow coat and brown leather jacket seemed equally dusty, but his vivid green eyes were warm and welcoming beneath the well-worn hat atop his head. Howdy there, ladies. It's my pleasure to welcome you all aboard the Harmony. Apple Bloom nearly knocked Twilight on her rear as she charged out from behind her master. Brayburn! The stallion grinned and caught the small filly-shaped missile out of the air and pulled her into a hug, before holding her out at leg's length with a look of confusion on his face. Hold on there, missy. I was expecting my cousin, cousin Apple Bloom. You're way too big to be her. Giggling now, the filly's grin widened. It's me, I promise. It's been forever since we saw each other. Hmm? Brayburn sat her on her hooves, eyeing her sceptically. I don't know. He looked to the approaching mares. This here really apple bloom? Twilight Sparkle typically had little patience for no nonsense, but she was trying to be, ugh, nice. I can assure you, this is my apprentice apple bloom. Is it a, it is a pleasure to meet you, Brayburn, was it? Yes, ma'am. Now let's see how I do. You want me to Twilight Sparkle, naturally. He turned to the identically coloured pe Pegasi. Rainbow Dash in the middle, Cloud Chaser with the armour, and Flitter with the bow. The clerics looked suitably impressed. How'd you know? Dash looked more curious than her fellows. Rayburn flashed a grin. I cheated. My client gave me every pony's description. Come on, come on aboard and I, uh... His grin faded. Thought I was only taking the one filly. Dinky shrank back a little at his scrutiny. This here's my good friend Dinky do, Apple Bloom helpfully supplied. Brayburn's eyes widened. Dinky do? Y'all ain't related to Detsy do, are you? Dinky tilted her head. How come every pony keeps asking me that? She's my mama. The stallion's eyes widened further. Would y'all just excuse me for one sec? Fritter, come on over here and show our passengers to their rooms, would you? A confused-looking mare trotted over, her deep green mane pulled into a, a pair of pigtails. She smiled nonetheless for their guests. Uh, sure. Howdy, every pony. I'm Apple Fritter. Just Fritter's fine with me. If you wouldn't mind following me. The four mares and two fillies fell into step with their new guide. Don't know what's got them so worked up. So the trip's going to take us two days to get from here to Ponyville. Twilight cleared her throat. Two days? It was my understanding this was nearly a week's flight. Apple Fritter smirked toward the unicorn. For a normal ship, so sure. But this here is the Harmony, the finest vessel ever crafted. Nothing's faster in the whole sky. Uh, for the most part, of course. She's getting on in the years. Rainbow Dash's fellow clerics noticed her stiffen a little at the pronouncement. She looked very much like she had something to say on the matter, but stifled herself. Twilight was nodding slowly as she ran an appreciative eye around the craft. Well, it's certainly well made. I'd love to see the engines, if at all possible. The guide shrugged. Don't see why not. Long as you keep out of our mechanic's way, there shouldn't be any trouble. So, there are the spare rooms. Y'all can help yourself to whichever you like. She turned a fun smile to Apple Bloom's way. 
and ruffled her mane. Good to see you again, by the way, little cuz. Apple Bloom smiled up at the mare. Hey, where's my sister? The adults didn't notice the mild look of panic in Apple Fritter's eye. She's, uh, busy doing important stuff. She'll come by as soon as she can. The answer did little to satisfy Apple Bloom, but she was ushered into one of the rooms by her master. Let's leave your cousin alone for now, Apple Bloom. Get settled in and we can find your sister later, all right? Bloom looked like she wanted to protest, but at length she sighed. Yes, master. Come on, Dinky, we can share a room. The fillies chose a room for themselves. Rainbow Dash took the second one, while Flitter and Cloud Chaser helped themselves to the third. Twilight frowned suddenly. There are only three? Apple Fritter shrugged. Yup. At least in this part of the ship. And there are only rooms... And they're the only rooms we got fixed up for passengers. We were only expecting five of you. Hope it ain't too much trouble. Twilight sighed. Rainbow Dash seemed an alright sort and it wasn't like she was planning to spend a lot of time in her room. It'll be fine. Thank you, Miss Fritta. Oh, shucks. Just Fritta's fine, miss. You all are our guests, after all. All right, then, Fritta. Thank you. Is there a way for us to contact the crew? Or a specific place and time we should know for meals? Ah, uh, Apple Fritta pondered the questions. Well, only way to get a hold of one of us is to actually get a hold of one of us. Chow's pretty much whenever you get hungry. We don't have an official cook or nothing. Thank you, Fritta. I suppose I'll see, about, I'll see you about the ship. Sure will, Miss Twilight. Enjoy your flight. The smiling earth pony turned and trotted along the corridor and out of sight. Twilight Sparkles stood before the door Rainbow Dash had entered, hesitating a moment before entering. Chastising herself for acting like a filly, she stilled her nerves and stepped inside. The room was rather spartan, quite a bit how she preferred it. A pair of bunk beds were stacked against one side of the room, a footlocker sat at the end of each bed, then there was something that suspiciously appeared to be a locker pried from a locker room that, and hastily added to the room to give it more of a homey feel. Rainbow Dash had already tossed her bag into the locker at the foot of the bed, so Twilight levitated her own luggage into into the one against the wall. Once her bag was inside, she placed her usual arcane lock over the door. You don't gotta do that. I'm not gonna go rifling through your stuff. Twilight turned to face the other mare in the room. It's not you I'm worried about. The Apple family are mercenaries, and while they've been friendly so far, some members of the crew may be somewhat less scrupulous. Rainbow Dash blinked at the revelation. Her eyes drifted to the locker containing her own belongings. Do you think I could, uh... Without a word, Twilight levitated the Pegasus's bag from the locker and placed it in the magically sealed one next to her own. Dash flashed a grateful smile. Thanks. You want to head up on deck? Check out the ship as it takes off? I suppose so. Flying isn't that new to me. It's a spell I use frequently, but I've never been on an airship before. A sudden excited voice outside drew the mare's attention. Muffin! They looked to one another in confusion until they heard Dinky Doo's excited squealing. Mama! Rainbow Dash suddenly looked pensive, peeping, peeking Twilight's curiosity. Why the reaction to Dinky's mother, if I may ask? 
Dash rubbed the back of her neck uncomfortably. Eh, it's really unfair of me of all ponies to look down on any pony for some quirky behaviour. But Ditsy's a walking disaster. She actually levelled an entire temple one time. She's a great cleric, spell-wise. I've heard she could fight a pretty good fight too, but she's really, really clumsy. There was this one time where the door banged open revealing a furious grey coated pegasus bear. Mispatched yellow eyes roved about the room until both snapped into focus on Twilight Sparkle. Did you tell my filly she'd never be a wizard? Twilight's ears splayed. Suddenly she wondered if perhaps this was the reason the academy faculty tended to string the un untalented students along. Well... Greyburn made his way to the bridge, Crossfire already present and making the final preparations for takeoff. They here? He nodded to his second in command. They sure are. We're ready to go. The towering mare grunted as she started flipping switches. Eldritch light filtering across the control panels and running along cables went down into the floor flat to life as the propellers on either side of the ship began to spin. So what'd you think? Greybird shrugged casually. Of our passengers? Nothing too exciting. Looks like quiet sorts to me. The crossfire grimaced. What about Starfall? Greyburn's expression hardened. That's Miss or Lady Twilight Sparkle to you, Cross. She seems quieter than the rest. Suits me just fine. Well, yeah, I figure it. We don't do nothing to get her riled up. She don't drop stars on us. See what I'm saying? The larger pony nodded. Yeah, I got you, Bray. Sorry. It's just having her aboard doesn't sit right with me. I surely ain't too thrilled myself, but for a hundred thousand bits, I can't think too many folks I'd turn down. Brayburn's second... Brayburn's second grinned at that. Think we can finally get some weapons on this tub? The stallion affected a shock look. Why, Miss Crossfire? You know that's illegal. We're not allowed armaments after we signed that treaty. Snickering now, the mayor turned her attention back to the controls. How could I forget? Though if some pony happens to drop some weapons on the ship, why, we'd be remiss if we ignored so genteel a gift. It'd be downright inhospitable, even. Both silenced instantly as Applejack made her way onto the bridge. They here? Brayburn nodded in the affirmative. They are. Got them set up in the west corridor. The newcomer huffed softly. We fixing to head up then? Yes, ma'am. Applejack's cousin lead her from the bridge, nudging the door shut behind them. They're probably going to head up on the deck to watch. You coming? Applejack's sides heaved outward as she sighed. Suppose I might as well get it over with. Brayburn laid a comforting hoof over her back. Relax. You don't gotta lie to her, just deflect the questions. His cousin nodded slowly. I can do that. Remember, she idolises you. You can probably say just about anything and she'll run with it. Snorting softly, the mare took the stairs up, up to the deck two at a time. Suppose that's true. Ditsy Doo regarded Twilight Sparkle silently until the mare finished speak speaking. Well, there's no chance she can ever be a wizard. Twilight felt a bit of sympathy rise up inside. I'm afraid not, Miss Doo. 
Keeping her in the academy would only prevent her from finding her real path in life. I know this isn't good news, but it's best to learn this now rather than 10 years down the line when she's still struggling to conjure up a light spell and too old to apprentice to a new profession. Ditsy sighed softly. I see. Well, she doesn't seem disappointed. Twilight shook her head. Not at all. Relieved is more the word I'd use. She seemed very excited to be going home. Now the Pegasus frowned. The problem is no ponies at home to look after her. I always... I'm always with the ship here and her father's an artificer, so his job has him travelling the world over. Excitement lit in the other mare's eyes. An artificer? Really? A true artificer? He can create Magitech? Ditsy's frown revered into a smile to the at the change of topic. Uh-huh. We met a long time ago when I was first signed on with the Apples. He built the Harmony and was doing some repairs. It was just after the, uh, the war, you know. Twilight nodded slowly. I do. Lady Celestia and the Academy remained neutral, but we heard plenty of news. The grievance entirely forgotten now, Ditsy happily trotted from the room, leading Twilight towards the stairs up. Well, Turner was so cool and mysterious with those goggles and all his funny little tools. Applejack finally pushed me into talking to him. We hit it off right away. We got married the next summer. She proudly displayed a promise bracelet fastened securely around her right foreleg. Twilight raised an eyebrow. Typically, promise bracelets were made of a precious metal and laid with gemstones. This one seemed to be a mix of Magitech gems and clockwork gears. If she squinted hard enough, she could see the tiny pieces of machinery all moving together. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. My turn is the best. He's so good lots of ponies call him the Magitech Doctor, because he can fix anything. The unicorn nodded slowly as she listened. So I'm guessing Dinky wasn't planned? Ditsy's smile turned sheepish. No, me and Turner love each other to pieces, but we have our jobs, you know. We see each other as much as we can. Dinky was born, and we both... And we both lead such dangerous lives. His work takes him to some pretty hairy places, you know. And my, um, my life isn't any place for a little filly. I never approved of Babs being here, but she's not mine, so it's not my place to say. Twilight assumed this Babs was an Apple family foal. So you sent her here to the... So you sent her to the academy? Uh-huh. It was Turner's idea. I guess he knows the mare who runs it. Now both of Twilight's eyes... Eyebrows shot up. He knows Celestia? Ditsy blinked and looked surprised. Lady Celestia runs the academy? Twilight's look was one of disbelief. Her, her name is in the title. Huh, what'd you know? I guess I never noticed. And just like that, the carefree Pegasus was trotting across the deck towards her filly. Twilight shook her head in silent bemusement. Hmm... Where have I heard the name Applejack before? She quietly mused to herself as she set out to find her apprentice. No doubt, eternally curious, Apple Bloom would want to see the ship in action as it took off. She paused to study one of the large propellant mechanisms. There were three along each side that would lift the ship and keep it in the air. She spotted her apprentice ch chatting with a mare she guessed was yet, to, was yet another member of the crew. 
She was one of the more well-muscled mares Twilight had ever seen, with a rich orange coat and straw yellow mane and tail, a well-worn leather hat perched atop her head. This was probably the sister, Applejack. As the mare turned slightly and Twilight got a good look at her face, she spotted her apprentice chatting with a mare she guessed was yet another member of the crew. She was one of the more well-muscled mares Twilight had ever seen, with a rich orange coat and straw yellow mane and tail, a well-worn leather hat perched atop her head. This was probably the sister, Applejack, as the mare turned slightly and Twilight got a good look at her face. Recognition lit in the Major's eyes and she nearly staggered to her knees in shock. Applejack's smile was considerably less forced than it had been a moment ago, as she ended the tight embrace with her little sister. Shoot, must have been what? Five years since Granny sent you off to that fancy magic school? Applebloom's smile was ear to ear. Sure was. And it's great to see you again, Applejack. I can't wait to hear about all you've been up to. Well, nothing would make me happier than to catch up, Bloom. Just as long as I don't get in the way of uh, my work. I got lots of important stuff to do. Maybe you can tell me about your schooling, huh? Brayburn says you got yourself a proper master teaching you now. Uh-huh, there she is. Applebloom frantically waved to Twilight, beckoning her over. Applejack frowned as the lavender mare's eyes focused on her brand. Applejack, this is my master Miss Twilight Sparkle. Master, this here's my big sister Applejack. Twilight nodded slowly. Applebloom, can you excuse us for one minute? I'd like to talk to your sister about something important. Applebloom's ears splayed as she looked from one mare to the other. Is everything alright, ma'am? Twilight forced herself to smile. It is. It's just grown-up stuff. Why don't you go and say hi to Dinky's mother? Casting one last passing glance at her sister, Applebloom complied with her master's wishes. Applejack's smile was more than a little strained. Good to meet you, Miss Twilight. Hope you're planning on taking good care of my sister. Twilight didn't return the mare's smile. Does she know? Applejack's expression did a 180. No, she don't know, and she don't need to know. You and I will have to disagree emphatically on that point. I was with Celestia when she was called in to investigate your case. You may want to keep the truth from her, but I should warn you, if she comes asking me, I won't lie to her. Fury blazed in the earth pony's eyes, and she stood nose to nose with Twilight. You threatening me? Twilight didn't back down a step. No, I don't make threats. It's a waste of time and effort. I simply act. Applebloom has been remanded to my care. As her master, I am not only responsible for her magical education, but all facets of her life from here on out. I don't volunteer what I know, but if for some reason she should ask me, I will tell her. Without another word, Twilight turned and trotted back below decks, leaving the fuming earth pony mare to glower after her. Rainbow Dash slipped into her cabin just after the sun had set. Hey Lady Twilight, see what you wanted to see? Twilight glanced up from the tome she had opened before her hooves. I saw the engines, yes. Interesting work and something I'd like to study more in depth when time allows. She paused before going back to her reading. You can just call me Twilight. 
We'll be neighbours after all, yes? Rainbow Dash cracked a smile. I guess that's true. You know anything about this Ponyville? As a matter of fact, I was reading up on it just now. Evidently, it's only made it onto the maps in the last 50 years. It's generally believed to be just on the outskirts of the Everfree Forest, however. Twilight Sparkle turned the book so Rainbow Dash could see an illustration of a map. Dash's eyes widened. It's inside the forest. That's like right in the middle of the Everfree. He'd be crazy enough to start a town there. A mare named Golden Delicious, apparently. You've heard of Zap Apple Jam, I'm sure. At the Pegasus's nod, Twilight continued. Well, Zap Apples only grow inside the Everfree. Evidently, the seeds won't grow anywhere else. So this Golden Delicious just settled inside the forest. Eventually, ponies began to migrate towards the apples. She let them live around her home and build and expand until Ponyville. Rainbow Dash sat on the edge of Twilight's bed with the other mare, causing her head to scoot back uncomfortably. Huh? Kinda cool, really. Explains why there hasn't been a temple or anything, right? Turning the book back towards herself, Twilight closed it gently. Yes, it certainly does. Rainbow Dash frowned suddenly. So the crew seems, seem alright mostly, but you did notice that Applejack Pony had a... Uh, Twilight raised an eyebrow. A mark of justice? Yes. I was present when she received it, in fact. Dash leaned in excitedly now. Oh yeah? What'd she do? Murder. Rainbow Dash recoiled in shock. What? Really? Are we safe? Twilight seemed to consider the question. Yes, I believe so. From her, at least. There were extremely extenuating circumstances surrounding her trial, but she was a member of the Order of Light, and for a paladin to kill a helpless pony like she did, the unicorn shrugged. Slipping off her roommate's bed, Rainbow Dash trotted to her own. So what all happened? Why were you there? Lady Celestia was called in to investigate the circumstances. Powerful magic was involved and both mares turned towards the door as it swung open, revealing Apple Bloom and Dinky Doo. Hey master, just wanted to say goodnight. Twilight simply nodded. Goodnight Apple Bloom, rest well, and goodnight to you as well Dinky Doo. Abruptly the wizardess frowned and looked towards the wall of her cabin. She sucked in a breath in alarm. Get away from the door, get to your own... A dull womb shook the ship as a powerful ball of, fly, of fire slammed into Twilight and Rainbow Dash's cabin wall from the outside. Wood and glass burst inward in a shower of debris. Almost instantly the air began to rip at everything in the room, sucking out anything not bolted down, including the four ponies. Rainbow Dash recovered from the shock quickly, shaking her head to clear the ringing from her ears. She looked around frantically, seeing Twilight Sparkle falling in one direction, Dinky Doo and Apple Bloom in the other. Momentarily torn, her decision was made as she spotted Twilight frantically gesturing towards the fillies. Nodding firmly, she took off after the plummeting foals. Twilight let out a relieved breath as the cleric sped off in the chase of the falling foals. Rainbow Dash was flying fast enough she'd easily be able to pluck them from the air. Turning out the sound of the wind roaring in her ears, she closed her eyes and began to softly intone the words for a spell. Bands of magic wrapped around her body as wings of light flared into being around her back for a moment before vanishing. 
Her flight spell now cast, she arrested her own descent and looked about to get her bearings. A pair of airships had flanked the Harmony. The pitch black balloons and painted lower halves would make them nearly impossible to detect against the night sky. She doubted she'd, been, she'd have been able to get them even now, if not for the arcane glow of spells being cast weren't illuminating them. She suspected the fireball that destroyed her cabin had been meant for the propeller located just behind it, but the caster seemed to have poor aim. Eyes narrowing sharply, she angled upward and began to slowly drift through the air towards the enemy ship on the right. Who in Tartarus are they and why are they shooting up my ship? Brayburn ran out on deck, eyes wide and frantic as he looked up at their attackers. Crossfire as usual at his side. The large man nudged him in the ribs and pointed towards the ship on the left. She offered him her crossbow and he hefted it with a grunt looking through the scope. It held plenty of enchantments. The most important at the moment was it allowed the wielder to see through darkness as clear as day. He gulped when he shot the insignia of a moon surrounded in a black nimbus of light. Look familiar? He handed Crossfire her weapon back. It surely does. Apparently these foals are looking for the case we relieved them of back near Appaloosa. Easy job, huh? Crossfire raced off, not giving Brayburn time to answer. The captain of the mercenary company scowled up at the enemy ships. Why can't anything ever be easy? Pounding hooves on the deck drew his attention. Captain, what's happening? He sighed, seeing two of his passengers, Flitter and Cloudchaser, were gasping for breath from the wild gallop to find him. We're being attacked. Pirates, I'd reckon. The princesses exchanged a quick look. How can we help? The armoured cloud chaser looked ready to fly up and attack the enemy ships on her own. Flitter laid a restraining hoof on her friend's shoulder. Can we outrun them? Brayburn shook his head. Don't think so. They're smaller and sleeker, so faster. Either of you girls have any big whammy spells? Both shook their heads. Cloud chaser's a battle cleric, and I'm focused mostly on healing. If we can get close, we can do some damage. Brayburn looked to the deck where Crossfire was futilely shooting at the enemy ships with her bow. Think you ladies can carry a couple of us up there? Now the clerics grinned. Absolutely. Applebloom squirmed frantically in Rainbow Dash's grip as the mare set her on the deck. What about Master? Dash shook her head. She sent me to get you. I'll go grab her right now, alright? Dinky peered over the edge. Look! Miss Twilight's flying! Now the other two joined her, looking out over the deck. Twilight Sparkle was indeed flying, her robes billowing out behind her as she climbed through the air towards the airship on the right. Rainbow Dash squinted. What's she doing? Does she have some kind of super killer spell? Applebloom shook her head with a little frown. I don't think so. She said she doesn't like evocation magic. The three ponies watched as Twilight pulled something from her robes. A bright flash lit the dark night sky as a huge bolt of lightning crackled out from the unicorn, punching into the balloon holding the airship aloft. Bright arcs of electricity ran along the balloon and down the lines attaching it to the ship. It didn't rupture, but the crew of the deck began to frantically shift their focus from attacking the Harmony to attacking the enemy wizard. She needs help, Miss Rainbow Dash. Dash nodded at Applebloom's cry. Right. Get inside, girls. Let us handle this. 
Rainbow spread her wings, vaulting into the air once more. She closed in on twilight, then yelped as a stray crossbow bolt nearly clipped her wing. Dipping into a low dive, she flew below the ship, twilight soon joining her. What's the plan? Twilight shook her head. I had hoped a lightning bolt would rupture their balloon, but the material was stronger than I expected. I could possibly destroy their engines, but I'll be a sitting duck out there. Rainbow Dash nodded. Leave it to me then, I'll distract them. Twilight stashed her wand. Alright, let me give you a haste enchantment then. Twilight started a new incantation, the magic swirling through the air as tiny red motes began to dance around Rainbow Dash. The twinkling sparks of magic dri drifted into the Pegasus's body and glowed with a brilliant crimson aura. Rainbow Dash's whole body felt like it was supercharged. Twilight Sparkle seemed to be slowing, moving in slow motion now as she, Pegasus, flitted out from beneath the ship. She'd only intended to fly a short ways from Twilight, but in the blink of an eye she was past the Harmony and on the other side of the ship. Watching as Cloud Chaser and Flitter slowly flew, Crossfire and Applejack towards the enemy ship. Without missing a beat, she flashed forward, snatching the mare with the massive sheathed broadsword over her back from Cloud Chaser and darting back toward the enemy ship. Applejack's scream of surprise seemed to draw out in slow motion to the speeding Rainbow Dash as she deposited the sword's mare on the ship in the midst of the enemy ponies. Another pass forward, her fellow clerics, and she'd snatched the second pony they were carrying and placed her on the deck a short ways from the battle. Both seasoned warriors recovered from their surprise quickly and set about their bloody work. Cloud Chaser and Flitter stared mutely as Rainbow Dash raced back past them and to the other ship once more. Twilight Sparkle was only just now making her way out from the cover and Dash wanted and Dash wasted no time in landing on the deck of the enemy ship. The crew turned in agonising slowness to regard her, but she was already moving again, zipping in among the road's ponies as she suspected were the enemy wizards. She was a flurry of bucks, stumps, punches and headbutts, rendering most of them senseless in seconds. She blasted off the deck and back into the air as the warriors closed on her, Laughing in delight, she soared high into the sky, higher than she'd ever gone before. The temperature was dropping rapidly, but she luxuriated in the frigid cold. Gasping with elation, she turned back and sighted the airship far below. Rearing back, she dropped into a fierce dive, tucking her wings in tight against her body as she formed a living missile, angling for the deck. The howling of the wind had oddly died, despite how fast she was flying. Her eyes were watering and the wind was blowing her mane straight back. She felt it ripping at her robes and barely spared them a second glance as they were torn away, the tatters flapping into the air behind her. Gritting her teeth, she ignored the growing pain building in her protesting body as she flew harder and faster than she or likely any pony ever had before. She forced herself onward as an aura of light bright light began to flicker around her body, but she ignored it, pushing on. She'd intended to stop on the deck and resume pummeling every pony inside. Instead, what happened is she hit the deck and kept going, blasting through the deck and out the bottom of the ship, causing it to list wildly and veer off course.
Shaking her head in a daze, she felt the world snap into proper focus again as Twilight's haste spell faded. Looking up, she couldn't help but grin at the huge hole leading through the bottom and out the top of the ship. Now that's how you bring the dash. Return what was stolen. Applejack ignored the shouts of the lunatics attacking her family's ship and swung her massive bludgeon across the deck, sweeping ponies from their hooves and sending one unfortunate unicorn toppling off the side. Crossfire kept a steady stream of crossbow bolts trained on the mages, keep, keeping them from casting more spells. Cloud Chaser was proving to be as fierce in a fight as Ditsy Doo, if not quite as destructive. She wielded a heavy mace with expert precision, cracking bone and battering her foes aside with quick swipes. Every time one of their opponents did, did score a lucky hit, Flitter was on hoof to work a bit of healing magic. The battle was almost over before it had even begun, thanks to Applejack and Crossfire's rapid and sudden appearance taking the crew by surprise. Applejack began buckling towards, backing towards Crossfire and Flitter, just as her fellow Earth Pony loosed a new bolt directly into the balloon overhead. Get off the ship! Get off! Taking her own advice and trusting in one of the clerics to catch her, Applejack leapt over the edge. Crossfire following suit. A confused cloud chaser and flitter did likewise, each snatching one of the falling ponies from the air. What's going on? Applejack was about to answer Flitter's question when Cross's bolt went off. A massive fireball burst from the enchanted bolt, ignoring the balloon and causing a second large explosion. The force blew the four from the air, though luckily they had fallen far enough that hitting the ground was painful but not fatal. Shakily, the four climbed to their hooves. Crossfire grinning ear to ear. Nothing better than making things explode. Absolutely nothing better. Twilight loosed a third lightning bolt from her wand, destroying the second engine on the ship's right side. It began to list wildly and fly in out-of-control circles, heading for the ground and crashing with a dull boom into the ground. An exhausted Rainbow Dash made her way to Twilight's side. What? Well, we got him. Twilight Sparkle surrounded Rainbow Dash in her levitation aura, taking the exhausted mare's weight as she flew them both towards the Harmony. We did. You were spectacular, Rainbow Dash. Heh, thanks to your spell. That was some awesome magic, Twilight. Twilight gently landed on the Harmony, seeing Rainbow Dash on her hooves. I suppose we could both agree that we were equally amazing, hmm? Rainbow Dash laughed softly. Sure. Now I, uh, think I want some sleep. Yes, that's an unfortunate side effect of the haste spell. It tends to leave the one hasted in a state of extreme exhaustion. This should be fine in the morning. Brayburn made his way over as Rainbow Dash slumped down below deck. Mighty fine spell slinging, Miss Twilight and I surely do appreciate the assist. Twilight frowned. Yes, well, their first fireball blew the wall off my cabin. I, Applebloom, Dinky, Doo, and Rainbow Dash were blown out into the air. The captain's eyes went wide with alarm. Is every pony all right? Twilight nodded. Yes, Rainbow Dash rescued the fillies. I'm more interested in who they were. Cloud Chaser and Flitter made their way back to the deck their earth pony passengers dropped off as well. We'd like to know that too. 
Brayburn and Crossfire shared a quick look, one that Applejack took note of. Pirates, it happens sometimes, as a sad fact of flying. They're rare, but they do pop up now and then, now and again. I just, I'm just glad we had you ladies on Earth to pitch in. Ditsy do close, chose that moment to make her arrival. Brayburn, those couldn't have been pirates. Bray and Cross both paled a bit beneath their coats. What, what makes you say that, Dits? The mayor grinned proudly. Because we're nowhere near water. You can be so silly sometimes. Brayburn blew out a relieved, relieved breath. Reckon you're right about that, Dits, you do. How are your studies going, boys? Two unicorn cults sat in unquestionable silence, studying from th thick tomes. One was a bit on the heavy set side, with a rich green coat and sharply contrasting orange mane and tail. His fellow apprentice was tall, willowy coat bearing a mustard yellow cot of fur, with a cross slapped, with a cloth cropped green mane. Great master, I just summoned a big snake. Their master smiled at the thicker cult. Excellent snips, and snails, any breakthroughs? Snails lifted his eyes and blinked slowly. It was easy for most ponies to assume him stupid and write him off for his slow manner of speech and how long it took Odhib to decide anything. His master knew differently, however. He was a brilliant pony. He just took a long time to decide on what he wanted to say. Going well. Cast the mirror image spell earlier. Working on invisibility now. Snips sighed. How is it you're always so far ahead of me? Their master, a young unicorn mare with a powder blue coat and silken smooth silver mane, smiled. This isn't a race, Snips. Some majors develop quicker than others. Snails isn't necessarily stronger than you. He just learns spells faster. Snips eyed his friend dryly. A little ironic if you ask me, master. Snails returned his friend's look with a big smile. It's okay, Snips. I'll help out if you want. An excellent idea. Now if you boys will excuse me, I have to meet a friend. Both apprentices looked up in concern. Should we come along? Their master shook her head. No, no, I won't be gone long either. Don't stay up much later. We're leaving early tomorrow morning. The cults saluted smartly and went right back to their reading. The mayor couldn't hide a smile as she stepped out of the wagon and into the crisp evening air. Tugging her star-studded st cloak a little tighter around her body, she set a brisk pace from the wagon that served as her home and lap. It also folded out into a stage when she'd performed the shows that kept she and her apprentices fed and clothed. They were parked just outside of Hoofington, and she headed into town towards the local tavern. Their arrival was met with mixed results. The town's ponies had at first been surprisingly hostile to their presence. Some business about a gypsy assaulting their priest. The poor toothless stallion looked far too young to be sporting a mouth free of teeth. A little of her usual charm, both magical and mundane, had smoothed things over and they'd been welcome to stay in town. She checked to ensure her sword was securely fastened to her hip as she pushed her way into the tavern. It was at the hour when every pony was off work and looking to unwind, so space was at a premium. She spotted her quarry easily enough, 
The dark-cloaked stallion lurking in the back corner couldn't be any more conspicuous. With a disgusted groan, she trotted over. I trust things went smoothly? His hesitation was answer enough. Her eyes narrowed. What went wrong? You, you have to understand, it wasn't our fault. We weren't given the right information. Gripping him by the collar, the mare dragged him outside to the back of the tavern. What happened? The stallion straightened his cloak. There wasn't just one Pegasus. There, was f there were four. Two of them were clerics too. And there was a mage. We were told there were no mages on the vessel. His superior frowned. There shouldn't have been. It's a tiny crew and the only unicorns are the two artificers. Did any pony get a clear look at them? We need to know if they're a new crew or something deeper. He nodded, grateful for the chance to prove himself somewhat competent at least. The clerics all look the same, of course. White coats and golden manes. The wizard! I don't care about the clerics. He gulped. We did. She was a mare. Late teens to early twenties. Lavender coat. Indigo mane with a, a pink and purple stripe. You, you know her, Lady Trixie? Trixie's eyes blazed with sudden fury. Her subordinate took a step back in alarm at the look of the purest hatred twisting in the normally charming and charismatic mare's countenance. Twilight sparkle. Trixie Lulamoon. Neutral good. Wizard 5. Fighter 1. Arcane warrior 3. Strength 10. Dexterity 14. Constitution 10. Intelligence 18. Wisdom 10. Charisma 16. Favoured spells, mirror image, invisibility, ball strength, haste, displacement. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash tmff to get early access to audiobooks and to be able to request I do a reading of what you want, provided the author approves. Thank you to Artlist.io for providing the massive music and sound effect library that I have to work with. And most of all, thank you to the bronies who write the amazing stories that inspire me to make these. Fluttershy and Izzy are best ponies. I now have a Discord server where you can join in and chat with other fanfiction fans. If you enjoy what I do, you can donate to me on Ko-Fi. Links in the description.